USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Hi, this is Sanford Green, artist on Power Man and Iron Fist, and you're listening to Mighty Marvel Geeks. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Yes, Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a big plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Shoot up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. Yeah, welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It's Mike, Kylan, and Eric. And did any hey. of you guys did you, any of you guys notice Groot had a potty mouth this week in that intro? Uh, well, yeah, he, I, he, I, he I, did. I, I can't believe well, he, he said it. Didn't use the word "frickin'." That's for sure. Oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, that kind of sounds like me last week. Uh, yeah. Okay, I touch. missed all that. Oh, what? dude. So worth it. Um, We did a rant last week and ended up with another story near the end of the episode of the issue that refueled the rant after I had calmed down. <laughs> it was so good. And, and- so this was like... A re-rant? No, this was kind of like a new rant in which I actually threw the sensor beep in, even though I didn't you say the word. Use oh. the sensor beep. He yeah. used the sensor beep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, let's just say action figure variant covers, or lack thereof. Okay. Marvel's making them. They're being made. Okay. Nothing new there. Over two-thirds of the stores are not getting them, whether they meet the criteria or not. So what is this supposed criteria for getting action figure variant covers? Oh, (laughs) like with the Star Wars, you have to order so many of another book. (laughs) Um, And then we talked about that for Secret Empire, there's going to be a cap in his Hydra costume. The Captain America costume has been recolored in Hydra colors with the Hydra logo. And they're saying you may or may not see that costume in the story. And I followed up with you may or may not see that variant cover in the stores. That's true. Because my store is one of the larger stores in the area with six different branches. And they're having problems getting getting in the Star Wars action figure variant covers. Okay. And and have been for for almost a year. This sounds like... It's a serious dropping the ball on Marvel's part. First of all, I really think that they kind of jumped the shark on the action figure variants to begin with. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was neat when you did it when the Star Wars title first came out. 
Right. And doing it for the first year, maybe, with Star Wars. Okay. I understand that because it, it had a throwback you know, feel, a nostalgic vibe yep. to where we as kids would, I mean, we couldn't wait to go to the toy store, to Walmart or wherever. T.G. Lee's. And, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just aged myself, but it's all right. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> And find the newest Star Wars action figures on the shelf. I was the envy of all my classmates because I had gotten IG-88 and Yoda. (laughs) Question is, orange snake or brown snake? (laughs) I had to ask. I'm trying to remember, and it may have been the orange one. Oh. I I remember for where I was in Arkansas. Yeah, we were in Arkansas because of Empire Strike when Empire Strikes when Empire Strikes Back came out. Uh-huh. And oh look, Bespin Guard. Well, he looks Asian. Oh look, there's another Bespin Guard who's African American. Oh wow, first variant. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that was the first variant character they had in the star and well besides the yoda with the with the two snakes but that that was the first variant i remember well no snaggletooth before that because they screwed up because the original snaggletooth right. was tall was normal size with a blue outfit and then they right, said no, right. no 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 he's short in a, with in an a red outfit red yeah so but so still it was I, like, I but just to just to get back on that i understand them doing it for the get-go right but the problem with it is that they so saturated the market on them yeah on the get-go right that is kind of like dude it's really does not need to happen again no no uh my my beef with this whole thing is i mean the figures when we were kids was our version of pokemon you had to get them all uh-huh mm-hmm. and i think by the time i stopped collecting as a kid the star wars action figures i did not i, I think i stopped i had everything through up to power of the force okay oh okay so I had Star Wars Empire Return, and I I had everything up through Power because uh, Power of the Force. I I never got uh, the Death Star Gunner. Okay. I never got. Um, they have one or two figures that I just did. I, I want to say I didn't get Centipede Man. The the one okay. that looked like a centipede. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. There, there were, there were, there was uh, an imperial dignitary I didn't get. Um, there was like one or two others I didn't get that were included in Power of the Force. Okay. That were new. And I never got those because I didn't know about them. Right. Because at that point in time, it was pretty much you had to go to KB Toys to get them. Um, okay. The covers are almost the same way. I mean, I missed out on some last fall because my store didn't get them. And I'm like, well, what's going on? Oh, is an issue with Diamond, an issue with Marvel. Didn't order. Like, but you guys, so I don't know if it's... Um, with my particular store, even though it's Coliseum Comics, if if they have a buyer for all stores or each store manager is responsible for buying for his particular store. Hmm. But he said he ordered everything, but it's been um, hit and miss. It's been more miss on them getting the books and two thirds of the stores in the country aren't getting these books. It's more now the places getting them is more like mile high comics, midtown comics where they order so much bulk because of their internet sales as well, that it doesn't matter. Okay. This has now become a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's not just the Star Wars title. It's any, and it's not just the action figure variants. It's any variant cover. And it's, 
any book. Because we were looking last week. You guys know how much I love Cap. Mm-hmm. We discovered there was, what, four variant covers I didn't have of Captain America? Did you, did you know there was an action figure variant cover for the final issue of Howard the Duck? No, no. I did not. No. There was an action figure variant cover for Squirrel Girl. I didn't know that. I, and my store uh, and, never and this was, had was them. Was this for Unbeatable Squirrel Girl? Yeah, and my stores never had them. Okay, this uh, the word that I'm thinking of here starts with the word cluster and rhymes with Howard the Duck. <laughs> I'm just saying it. I mean, if you're going to do this, first of all, I think it's a bad idea to do it again so soon. But we're coming we're kind of past that decision tree because they've already gone forward with it. Yeah. But if you're going to do it, do it right. Because what Marvel has done with this is left a very bad taste in everybody's mouth over it. And the next time they try to do it, people aren't even going to try to buy it. No. It's getting to the point. I'm going to have to go mail order to try and find the books I'm missing. Now, I, okay. I, 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 at least at least in the Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. And that begs the question, really just how important is this? <laughs> I know. I wish this was I a video series. <laughs> I wish this was a video series because so all of you out there listening to this show could have seen the look on Mike's face. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I, at the same time, though, at, at some point, yes, we're doing a show on on Marvel. Yes, we're we we love interviewing the artists and the and the people involved. Yes, we love getting these books. But there is a line where it's like the reward is not worth the effort that you have to go to to get it. No, it's not. Now, granted, that line. (laughs) Yeah, Marvel is altering the deal, Lando Calrissian. Pray it doesn't alter it any further. (laughs) But uh, that line is different for each person. That line may be way further back for you, Mike, than it is for me. Because if I've got to go mail order to a place like mile high just to get a a book that is almost identical to one that i got at my local books a million and the only difference and i do mean only difference is a cover it's it's just not worth it for me that's why i've been looking at amazon because i can get them at at cover price if not a hair cheaper on amazon so but on to happier things um That was my rant. Uh, if you missed it last week, go back and listen to it last week. You're, it's, I'm feeling we kind of got the toned down version of the rant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kylan will tell yes. you. Yeah. Yeah. We so we, this is we got like, the rant light. Yeah. You know, but um, we we it, 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 it's like it's like you said, Eric. You know, we should uh, go and um grab grab a couple of. Uh, Ice cold waters and just kind of watch, watch, watch the the water evaporate off of Mike's head at the moment. Well, he's um, not that bad right now, but yeah. he was earlier today. Uh, let's, but let's... yes, I agree with you. It's a major, it's a major foobar on Marvel's part, and it's going to come back and bite them in the butt because they are going to say at some point somebody up in administration, whoever it is, is going to be somebody wearing a suit and earning a ridiculous salary is going to say, let's do another action figure variant, which they're doing. They, they're, uh, they're, uh, this is going to be in the future, in the oh. future. Well, here, here's the other fun one. My local comic book shop has said um, they are considering not carrying X-Men Blue, X-Men Gold when it comes out. See? 
because this of this is fact. exactly why. This is why it's a foobar. This is why it's going to come back to bite Marvel on the sit upon when they try to do another some kind of variant cover kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Because the local dealers will have been burned so badly by this fiasco that they're not going. It's kind of like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mm-hmm. Marvel, you're not going to fool me twice on this. No, no. Well, to to move on. Uh, okay. This week we're going to do a recap of Legion's new episode, um, <laughs> partially because I think we forgot Legion had even started. <laughs> and next week we're going to recap uh, this week's episode of Shield and cover LMD. Yeah, okay. we're, we're, it's a pod review so, on a podcast. Um, <laughs> novel concept. Yeah, who'd have um, So this week of of Legion, if you're caught up, um, <laughs> would be uh, is another week of delving into the. The repress, uh, the repressed angst of uh, what we know of David's brain. Now, who's David? Uh, rumor has it David is Professor X's son. So we're tying it in that way. Um, mm. David is also worried about his sister Amy, who's being interrogated by a Phil Spector looking type of creep called the eye. Um, okay. He dives back into more memory work with Melanie, who um, promises that they will speed things up by focusing on big events. Um, yeah, the, the crap that scares you the most. <laughs> um, they zap- no, I'm just wondering if, if somebody tries to call him, does he answer an iPhone? <laughs> was, was that really an ideal joke? Oh my gosh. I am beginning to regret that I put it out there. Oh, okay. May, maybe I apologize. I... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even at fault in this, and I apologize. <laughs> okay, maybe I see your point. You're such an apt pupil. Uh, and I cringe at the lack of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blink. There's more. That's later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, so they, they zap back into David's memory of a kitchen uh, to a kitchen utensil tornado. And Melanie sees it uh, for the first time with plates and bowls exploding into the air. Oh, yeah. Um, she realizes he's not just a telepath. He can control things with his mind. And uh, David kind of grumbles, control is an understatement or maybe an overstatement. There we go. Maybe an overstatement. Uh, so they rewind to see what led to this um, and find David and Lenny enjoying some vapor, quote-unquote, with his girlfriend Philly, or when his girlfriend Philly walks in on him. Um, I'm just going to jump towards the end of this. Uh, Things don't stay adorable for too long. Um, We watch David break into his therapist's office to steal stuff. Uh, Sid gets uh, some nasty visions of of David eating audio tape. Okay, iron deficiency. No? Okay. No. no. Feeding a tapeworm? No. No. <laughs> okay. Mm-mm. A high frequency diet? <laughs> um. And, and a huge red crack opening in the wall with the man with demonic hands comes out of it. He must be at Universal. Oh, oh. Um, then Child David runs off, and Sid chases him through the hallways into a heating vent. That's just hot. Um, she looks back to see the world's angriest boy pursue them, and then the devil with the yellow eyes. Mm. Not the red dress with the yellow eyes. Um, Actually, it's a blue dress. Golden fiddle, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's also intense that Sid wakes herself up screaming. 
Um, Melanie's still in there and gets, and it all gets weird for her too. Uh, she enters David's childhood bedroom and finds the world's angriest boy book. She's horrified by the violent text and images. And then the book slams shut on her hand. She screams. The devil with the yellow eyes floats behind her. Her hand becomes a gnarled claw. She wakes up screaming, but her hand's back to normal. And David continues sleeping with nightmarish visions of people surrounding him and screaming at him. Well, duh. Mm, okay. Uh, now, so, and th- this was the thing for me because my wife was really looking forward to this show. So my question is, he's actually dreaming this stuff or he's hallucinating this as they're moving him out of the out of the, the hotel? Uh, I think it's, uh, I think a lot of this is dreams. Okay. Because uh, I came into this episode, this is where I picked up, I, I, I realized right. I got to go back and get the last, or watch the last two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little confused myself. So I, my initial thought is it's a dreams, but I mean, who knows? Well, see, that, that was the thing at first, but then, you know, he has those, he has a violent, uh, almost like a sequence that he goes through. And if he can go through it, good for good news for everyone else he right. doesn't lose it right. but if he doesn't count down then it's like the beginning of that episode where you no know, kitchen no there's flatware floating all over the place and he's gonna start like flying things around like it's uh katie or something you know from yeah. i or, or or what to make a make a reference from okay forget the character's name but yeah so i i because i as i watched it i did get to watch the first episode and it's really well written and it's really, yeah, really good. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed this episode. But you have to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you do. It, it's if you don't, you I mean, you you could get lost easily. It's uh, I, I I'm hope this is one of those shows where I'm glad that it's on FX because it means that we'll get to have some time to watch it grow. Because uh, yeah. if it was on Fox, it wouldn't. You know, I don't Three think it would last. <laughs> <laughs> three episodes and it's canceled so yeah I'll, I'll be honest with you i've not watched any of that yet and i have no freaking clue about anything that you just said i, I, I mean uh, if you put it all it's like all in nightmare sequence okay i i get that but I mean, and it, i'm not i'm not dissing your recapping abilities it's just that episode does not really sound like it's making any sense I guess I guess one way of putting it is you know if we really want to throw a jab at Fox this is Fox's ver this episode is Fox's version of Fantasmic Ooh. aka Mickey Mouse on an acid trip uh, yes I mean, because I'll be honest with you, because I when I sat I sat there and I'm thinking like, how would we recap this? I, I honestly, this is the only way. This is the only way I could see recapping it. Just tell talk, talk about what happened and then dissect it later. Because it's it. I, I mean, visual visually. I mean, like it, it, every everything is it, it's hard to believe. I mean, it, I, how can I put it? It is feature. It's a feature quality movie, but it's a TV yeah, show. Yeah, that's a best way to describe it probably the best x-men series that has never happened uh yeah yeah so but moving on um we we can blink now oh we can blink yeah because all the eye jokes are over oh my god (laughs) well let's see here let me pull that up we have a character by the name of blink that is going to be part of Another Fox Marvel project. This one is an untitled project 
from uh, Brian Singer and Matt Nix. And all of our blinking jokes are coming out because, well, they've cast Blink. A uh, lady by the name of Janie, Jamie Chung, she will be pl- playing the role of Clarice Fong, also known as Blink. Now, the, the, the story off of Marvel.com, uh, just says uh, she's a sarcastic and lively tomboy. Clarice's naturally strong exuberance has taken a hit after a sudden and traumatic upheaval of her life. As she adjusts to the new people and places that are suddenly home, quote unquote home, Clarice is slowly becoming herself again. Uh, Blink is an established character from the X-Men comics with the power of teleportation. Okay, so just looking up in the Marvel Wiki, uh, it's not Clarice Ferguson that Jamie Chung is going to be playing because, well, apparently Ferguson just doesn't suit the girl. Uh, Blink has kind of had a complicated history with the X-Men because when you first see her, she is captured by the Phalanx to, you know, because Phalanx was trying to assimilate her powers. Right. And she's already tense and kind of panicky about her powers because when they first activated, she woke up in a pool of blood that was not her own. So basically, the teleportation... Uh, it, it has a bad effect on people. In other words, if she teleports you, she shreds you to pieces. Ooh. Yeah. In other words, she's a cut above the rest. Yeah. She's a real cut up, that one. But as it turned out, it uh, it appeared that she died in this Phalanx storyline because she got caught up in her own teleportation when she was trying to uh, cut up, quote-unquote, cut up a, uh, a phalanx member named Harvest. But, and this is where I think we have a clue as to what the show is going to be. She uh, she is one of the founding members of the X-Men team Generation X. Mm. Ah. Okay, so these are all, let's see, many young mutants captured by the phalanx. Okay, think about that. Young mutants... Generation X. I'm telling you, this is what this is what we've got that's coming out with Brian Singer. It's an X-Men team, obviously. Right. Generation X. For those of you who don't know, it's a uh, it's basically a junior team for the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the team was led by Banshee and by Emma Frost. Yep. And uh, in addition to uh, to Blink, there was Jubilee, Husk, Cinch, Sink, M, Chamber, and Skin. So basically, this is not this team was not meant to go out and fight supervillains. No, this was mm-hmm. mainly a team to learn to get an education and learn to control their power. Basically, they're X Men Next Generation. Right. They were supposed to be the next generation of X Men. So I think this is this is the first solid clue. As to what this show is going to be, and I will be shocked if it's not, because this is a perfect show for Fox. Right. It's it's the kind of thing that they would want to see. Mutant High School. Essentially, that's what it is. This is going to be like a teen drama. It's Mutant High. And actually, the, the the cool thing is, this is their second chance because they tried this about about twenty years ago, uh-huh. and they were off the mark. Yeah, but if, if they if they stick to it, uh, it, it I, I'll say it looks good. It looks good for what what they're wanting to do. Um, Someone's got faith. <laughs> 
Someone does has faith. Does have faith. I'm not really one of them. <laughs> you don't see it happening. I, you know, I I see it. <coughs> I just don't know. Do we need another teen drama? <coughs> well, I guess I guess this is what they're trying to do. It's like, oh, well, we gotta we gotta reach the teen audience, which makes sense. I mean, they're not going to do. A, they're not going to be able to do an actual X-Men TV show. No, no. Because, first of all, your budget is going to be too big. Right. And Fox, well, let's just say Fox has a rather dubious record of oh, keeping around shows. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, of keeping shows around that have a high special effects budget. Yeah. Firefly. Uh, <clears throat> so, mm. so this is a low-budget answer to, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., to right. your Luke Cage, to your Daredevil, to your Cloak and Dagger. Right. And they're going after the same market. Yep. You know it, I know it. Oh, yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm just going out on a limb right here, right now. I'm saying Generation X. That, you know, I was... I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping you mutants, but you know, I like Generation X. I do. Uh, I, I hope that the, whoever's listening will, you know, take a shot in the dark and give it a chance. And you never know. Uh, you might be putting together your next big hit. Who knows? That's or true. Not. I mean, you don't know until you try, but. Right. So I, I don't know. I'm going to try to keep an open mind about it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That's all we can do. That is true. And it just adds to another show. Maybe it ends up <laughs> us adding backstories just to cover show recaps. <laughs> <laughs> we would never do that. And mind you, we have not even touched doing show recaps of the animated shows. <laughs> no, we haven't. So, well, while we're still human, let's cover uh, some inhuman news. <laughs> I know, bad segue. <laughs> well, uh, we have a we have a little bit of news. Uh, regarding the upcoming Inhuman TV series. Uh, prominent actor, and I hope you guys help me with the name. Is it Ewan Rion? Uh, I believe so. Does that yeah. sound right? If it doesn't, I mean, please come on the show and correct me. You know? <laughs> but, um... Uh, I, I think that uh, works. <laughs> but, yeah, Ewan has been, uh, who is uh, of Game of Thrones fame, uh, has been cast in the lead role of Maximus in the Marvel's Inhumans television series. Uh, now, M- Maximus is the brother of Black Bolt, the king of the Inhumans right. and the member of the royal family. <coughs> um, so, uh, now Maximus is, in the series, anyway, rather, Maximus is a clever and charming Inhuman that is fiercely uh, devoted to the people of Adelan, especially his brother, the king, although he harbors an in intense desire to wear the crown himself. Uh, that's And that's a description directly from the website. Um, well, well, someone said it's good to be the king. Yes. Did he? Yes, he did. And he was right. He was. Uh, who am I to argue with that man? He was a great you, man as far as I was concerned. There you go. <laughs> And so, um, so this was previously announced uh, that a version of the first two episodes of the new series will premiere exclusively in IMAX theaters uh, for a two-week window in September uh, prior to uh, showing on the network. Okay, so it looks like they're doing a big uh, – they're, they're planning on doing a big rollout of this. Yeah. Because, uh, um, well, you know, it's – I mean, we're talking 
about a franchise that initially was going to be a movie. Right. And, I mean, it was going to be a big enough movie that, no, they, they made room specifically for that movie. Yeah. But then things changed, and it found its place on, t- on TV in, I guess, in the television universe. And the I you know I I I have to admit I'm I was a bit surprised by how well uh the 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 whole inhuman thing has worked on television because it's something that seems so big you know that it seems like it should be handled more by Avengers as opposed to Agents of Shield but you know they're they're really they're, they're earning their pay as it were mm-hmm. yeah um I don't know I mean what do you guys think. I think it's a good idea because it gives you backstory, a convenient way to bring in backstory. Mm -hmm. Because now, thanks to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we know what Inhumans are. And I don't know that – I don't know – that just a movie is enough to really get into it. Mm-hmm. Especially if Inhumans are going to be the mutants of the MCU. And we know they will. We right. know that's that's what their game is. Right. Because, you know, Fox. So you really want to have as much exposure as you can. And I think having the Black Bolt royal family angle is a very good one as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I think the idea of putting it, see, this also allows you to have a network Marvel presence when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. goes away. It does. It does. And, I mean, it kind of gives you, uh, I mean, because they're, they're, they're putting the, it almost seems like that they're in equating the tension between Maximus and Black Bolt. Okay, they, now the, the show, the, the article doesn't say exactly, you know, Thor and Loki level, but right. if you if if you can have something like that and present that on a small level, mm-hmm. I, you know what? I'm I'm all for it. You know, but just yeah, but damn, you, you, uh, you, I, I want to see this. You, you know what this helps though? With it helps keep Vin Diesel as Black Bolt. Uh, mm, <laughs> mm. Oh, oh, okay, so why would it keep uh, why would it keep him as Black Bolt? No, it says it keeps I mean, him from I, being Black Bolt. Oh, oh, yeah, well, oh, well, yeah, it keeps him. Well, that's true. But see, it's not like he would even. Oh, wait, you know what? Hold on, it'll be okay if he was Black Bolt though, because he couldn't talk. There you go. True, but they would, they would figure out some way to make him talk. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I you know, and I, I have to admit, I know, I know, Vin Diesel's heart is broken because he wanted he he wanted Black Bolt so bad, you know. But right. Well, now here here's a question. Uh, what does this do, what does this mean for Marvel Television bringing in bringing in uh, the Inhumans? Like not and not just bringing them in, but bringing them in and having them with their own separate show without you know, you know uh, without being nursed in by Agents of Shield. Well, if we're seeing potentially the the last of Agents of Shield, and, this, and they're going to wrap up the series with what we're going to talk about next week, mm-hmm. then Inhuman having Inhumans pick up in the fall is a great way to fill that Marvel gap, mm-hmm. and and just how well connected will it be to the the rest of the the universe as well. See, Ooh. there you go. Ooh, there's another bit of brilliance in bringing Ooh. in Inhumans as a TV show because it doesn't have to be very connected. 
That's true. There's no expectation. If this is like on the, the blue area of the moon, right? there's no expectation for Nick Fury or Tony Stark or Steve Rogers to show up. No. If you want to (laughs) drop in Star-Lord, you can. Right. Or if you want to just do like the, hey, we're picking up a signal from Earth and it's, oh, look, it's the events of the latest Marvel movie. You can do it that way. Right. Well, it also throws into the whole... Guardians of the Galaxy into the TV, that universe into the TV realm as well. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, so maybe maybe that means we could see some smaller characters from the from the Marvel cosmic side of the universe. Possible. I, I don't know. I don't know who that would be. You know? This might be a good way to introduce Nova. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I mean, the, the door's wide open. It really mm-hmm. is. It really is. Um, well, I'm just it, this. This uh, this is going to be an interesting development um, to see where where to see where they choose to take this. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, speaking of taking things, there is some flop news. Oh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, and if we say flop news, then we can only be talking about the recent fantastic flop movie. (laughs) Okay, this is the same movie that Rotten Tomatoes has at 9% from critics and 18% from fans, which means that fans liked it twice as much as the critics. But even they thought it still sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And and even 20th Century Fox executives admit, oh, you know, it didn't quite turn out the way we wanted. Uh, Let's see. Simon Kinberg, he was the executive producer and co-writer. He was talking to comicbook.com while promoting the release of Logan. (laughs) Yay. Lovely. Uh, He said, Hutch Parker and I were together on Fantastic Four, the most recent one. We love that cast. Obviously, the movie isn't what we wanted it to be, and it wasn't received the way we wanted it to be. I think (laughs) Simon wins the Thank You, Captain Obvious Award for the week. Well, duh. <laughs> Sorry. And and he and he says, okay, uh, he goes on to say, quote, yes, we would love to make another Fantastic Four movie. We feel like there's a great Fantastic Four movie to be made. Then let Marvel make it. Uh, and I Agreed. think it would hew closer to the tone of the original, the source material, the comics. But we want to make that movie. Simon, if you can hear my voice, <laughs> listen, we get that you want to make that movie. Please try to understand you are the only ones who want to make that movie or who want you to make that movie. Yeah. The rest of us out here want you to realize you can't do <laughs> Fantastic Four. You can do a four. You can't do a Fantastic Four. Yeah. We don't know what your problem is, but it's time to hang up the four. Give them back to Marvel Studios <laughs> to where we, the fans, can get a freaking decent version. Mm-hmm. We love you like complete strangers, but you just are not Fantastic Four material. Step away from the script. <laughs> 
hands <laughs> in the air. Yeah, it's like it's like an intervention where you where his office is surrounded by squad cars, and there's a guy on a megaphone going, "Please step away from the franchise. Put yeah. your hands and pen in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. And please step away from Reed Richards." <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this is this. I understand that they are they're they're trying to toe the party line and and say stuff that gets them in good with with the company, right? But this is kind of like epic level delusional here. Yes, there's a great Fantastic Four movie waiting to be made. Yeah. So step out of the way and let somebody who can do it do it. But you know, here's the thing, and I'm a fan, and I've been a fan of the Fantastic Four ever since I was a kid. And I think I I realized something with the last movie. And no, I have yet to see it. I don't plan on seeing it, but it made me think about something that it seems like people forget about the Fantastic Four. They're fantastic. They're science heroes. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, they have they 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 have they 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 have superhuman abilities. True, but ultimately, they're science heroes. and I think until somebody remembers to approach them from that place, you're going to always have a bad uh, Fantastic Four movie. You just well, are. also also do better villains. Yes, the the Doomfenshmirtz from <coughs> from this latest abomination, mm-hmm. and the one the version from you know the the incarnation before that. Dude, it, let him be Doom. Yeah, he's Thank not you. a business mogul. No, he's not a blog. He's a scientist as well. He's not only a scientist, he's a wizard. Mm-hmm. He's not only a scientist and a wizard, he's also the ruler of a freaking country. Exactly. He's like he's like Tony Stark meets Dumbledore meets Vladimir Putin. Merge all three of those, put them in a suit of armor, put a cloak on him, and boom, you got your doom. Yes, yes, everyone. Doom, 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 and doom. Doom, doom for him, too. <laughs> okay, doom for him, too. Thank you. Wow, if I had a nickel for Every time I was doomed by a puppet, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice, right? (laughs) (laughs) See, this is why I'm never going to get tired of talking about the Fantastic Flop. Because we could bring this stuff out. Boom! I, you know, it, it, it's like you said. I, 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 I get that you're that that they're wanting to make the Fantastic Four relevant, and but I'm like, I, why, why, why can't we make them science heroes? We, we can't always get what we want, Kylan. If we got what we want, I would be voicing a character in the next Elder Scrolls game. Um, or the next Fallout game. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I just bring up a Channing Tatum there? No, I just you mentioned Fallout. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. What I'm saying is, I get that they want to make it. Yeah. And it's good that they want to make it. But right. we want a better quality Fantastic Four movie than what Fox has produced to date. Hmm. Yeah. And and even if they do, they're going to have to completely reboot it and they're going to have to completely recast it or at least cast part of it because Michael B. Jordan, the human torch, what's he doing? He was a smart one. He joined the MCU and he is going to be playing Eric Killmonger in Black Panther. So it's kind of like, wow, okay. it's kind of like, look, your human torch has joined the MCU. It's time to let the rest of the Fantastic Four go as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go, Fox. Let it go. Mm. Listen to Frozen. I'd rather not. Okay. Oh, then we'll let it go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. 
Well, apparently Simon Ginberg could not let it go with the next announcement either. No, I really wish he could have, though. We really wish he could have, because I never thought I would have to, uh, to, to, to to say these words again. But um, And we drew straws. He lost. Yeah. So Colin has to do this. So, you know, we were all looking forward to Gambit, right? You know, it was gonna it was like one of the big movies and you no know, Fox even had to um make room on its on this calendar date we thought it was weird because they moved around uh the calendar the, the, the moved around dates on the calendar for it and then they ultimately you know pretty much dropped the calendar except for a few dates. Explained why. Right. Okay. Uh so so yeah, so um it looks like the movie's back on. So yeah, no. And uh it looks like that's not the only thing that hasn't changed. Um it looks like we get to have Channing Tatum back as Gambit. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But I mean this the the story that we are getting on this. Yeah. Is that he wants to get Gambit right. Like Ryan Reynolds got Deadpool right and Hugh <coughs> Jackman got Logan right. I'll give him credit uh, for trying. Uh, if he do- okay, I will put it this way. If he does half as good a job doing Gambit as Hugh Jackman has doing Wolverine and especially as Ryan Reynolds has done Deadpool, he'll do okay. He will. He will. He will he will be phenomenal. Um he, he- I, I guess the the question is no is he able to carry it I don't know it's um <clears throat> I, 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 I don't. if if he wants to do the film justice and make sure it's done right cast someone else's gambit I you know well you know how, well we've talked about who we want Lucas Black yes there you go uh, you know I, I I you know I don't know it's like I I would. I, I think I, I will take a collection up every week and send it and say this is my five dollar collection. We all believe that that Gambit should be <laughs> Lucas Black. So yeah, here, make it happen. Boom. You know, I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, I just can't be okay with. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm glad that the movie is back on track. I really am. Um, but I just I I just have a hard I have a hard time seeing look seeing um Channing Tatum as Gambit. I just have I just do. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I do as well. That's why. I- keep pushing i want lucas black <laughs> yeah i mean you know there, there there are certain characters that you just have a a very close relationship with yeah and so you know in your head and your heart you you you, you know all these intimate things about them and you in in your head it's going to be if it's if it was going to be somebody portraying this character it may as well be this person here and and you know you you may have a list of possibilities but uh, you know there are some people who just never make that list right just never and yeah well for for me it's um I've, i'm not an x-men fan right I mean, it, it's i mean i love the i love the comics mm-hmm. the movies have been okay well the the first movie was great <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy X Men First Class. Mm-hmm. So two out of <laughs> <laughs> well, um, two out of how many? Deadpool. If we want to throw that in the mix, I loved. Um, I'm looking forward to Logan. But right as, as a whole, general whole, am I am I up there with X Men? Right. But I've always loved Gambit. 
Because right. I was introduced to Gambit while I was in Louisiana. While I lived uh, in Louisiana. Uh, Arizona. Uh, like, okay. I, I, and knowing people from that area of Louisiana, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. <laughs> and I always said, well, whatever happened, if Marvel kept the G.I. Joe comic and they had Gambit and his gang of thieves mm-hmm. go up against um, Zatoran and his dreadnoughts. Zartan? Zartan. Zatoran was the brand of rice. Rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zartan and his dreadnoughts versus Gambit and, and the Guild of Thieves. Would Do we that get not... to have Gung Ho and his family no. you know, like refereeing at some point? No, just those two. Since they supposedly were housed up in Louisiana, and near the end of the cartoon, one of the dreadnoughts apparently was from Kissimmee, Florida. Gee, I wonder where that's at. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you do know what they say. It's a small world after all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still wouldn't want to paint it. But, but no, if you remember, Gung Ho was from Louisiana as well. Yeah. Because there was one episode, and this was the the Marvel-produced or, or Marvel-done cartoon, where Cobra was trying to kidnap the families of several Joes. Yeah. And so and, and they get to the end. It's like, okay, well, who else was on the list? Gung Ho's family. So, okay. And as it turns out, the Joes scramble to rescue the family, and the family has captured the cobras that were trying to capture them. Right. Right. And Gung Ho's grandmam, I wish we could just have a show based all around her. Yeah. Because she was <laughs> she was kind of like Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies, only tougher, if you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no there's that there, that's probably the most perfect way to describe her, especially yes. Yes. saying only tougher. You do not want to cross paths with a Cajun grandma. This is true. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Oh my god. No, you don't. But oh my God, that's a le bon tambouleh. Yeah. By the way, Mardi Gras Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, God. It's true. So early. So early. Well, um, <laughs> quickly before we hit our picks of the week, uh, I have to announce there are six titles canceled. This happened late Thursday night. Uh, the following books have been canceled by by Marvel. Uh, Gamora, The Great Lakes Avengers, <laughs> Black Panther, World of Wakanda, um, Hellcat. Ghost Rider and Power Man and Iron Fist. <laughs> so, um, and I think a topic that Eric and I were talking about earlier today, we're going to shelve for next week as well. And that's okay. what Marvel should do with their comics, especially since we, we've had this cancellation. Um, what Marvel, the comics, and the MCU. And and we'll we'll get to that next week. Right. So, uh, I'm going to forego our normal music for this week, only because of time. Okay. Let's jump. Uh, Kylan, why don't you go ahead and jump in with your first pick? Hey, right, cool. Um, my my first pick is ah, here we go Hawkeye number four and it's taking its time coming up but it will be there shortly um ah, there it goes okay so yes yeah, so I picked my first pick is Hawkeye number four and the the writer is Kelly Thompson the penciler is Leonardo Romero and the cover artist is Julian Tatino Tedesco um Wow. Uh, the um, So apparently the, the intern got paid by the word on this one. Uh, all I can say <laughs> is that on the cover, it says, bye-bye, Katie. Okay. With all right. Yeah, so I... I I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't look good for her right now. All right. Yeah. Uh, Eric, why don't you go next? Okay. My first pick of the week is Doctor Strange number 18. And let's see. Who's it written by? Who's it written by? 
Oh, it's a guy by the name of Jason Aaron. Does that name sound familiar, guys? I it think so. Yeah. Uh, he was the writer. Uh, Fraser Irving is the artist. And this is actually looking to be a pretty good episode. Uh, episode issue. We have issues here. Uh, Mr. Misery is looking to inflict maximum pain on Dr. Strange by attacking one of the Sorcerer Supreme's <laughs> closest allies. The Strange won't stand for it and gets help from Thor. And I'm just going to say the little preview that's on Comixology's website has a wonderfully good one-liner. You've got appointment with the doctor, whether you like it or not. Ooh. Yeah. Doctor okay. Strange is laying down a witty one-liner, and I'm just thinking, oh, yeah, I'm liking that one. Cool. Well, I'm going with, for my first pick, Spider-Man Homecoming Prelude Number 1. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man swings into the MCU. Peter Parker is just your average, nerdy, tech-loving teenager. Yes, probably the same intern that did Kylan's. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. So, uh, Kylan, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is... Bullseye, number two. Uh, the writer is Ed Brisson. The penciler is Guillermo Sana. And the cover artist is Dave Johnson. Money, torture, murder. Rescuing a mobster's son from a drug cartel isn't easy. Bullseye just makes it look that way. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, Eric, you're number two. My number two is Monsters Unleashed, number four. Written by Cullen Bunn, Salvador La Roca as the artist. The biggest event in Marvel history continues. It's an all-out monster brawl on the streets of Manhattan as Leviathans, Goliathons, and Marvel heroes clash. Kid Kaiju's powers are put to the test as Elsa Bloodstone and Moon Girl back him up. Well, my second pick of the week is Slapstick number four. Uh, writer is Riley Brown. Artist is Diego Olortigui. And okay. I don't have... All right, well, I'm going to double check Marvel because Pool List doesn't have a lot for a write up. This could be almost a rant on its own again <laughs> on how are we supposed to do our job if we can't find previews or reviews to pass on to you? Um, <laughs> all right, that slapstick. Let's see, it's not even on here. <coughs> this, this is killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> But wait, we're going. No, I can't even do that because there's no there's no write up. So I'm going to change it from. Uh, we're going to keep slapstick number four. And at this point in time, forget the the, the pull list from Comicologies. The the write up is slapstick's quest to retrieve his lost. And that's it. Okay. So yeah, that's it. Okay. So we're on to our third picks. It, it, intern must have been like ready for quitting time. There's a balls being dropped somewhere, and it's not yeah. New York City. <laughs> wow. Oh, you're going to love mine. Well, go for it. I got a real gym here, y'all. Okay. So Aye. my last pick is Moon Knight number 12. And it's got a rating of a T plus. That's okay. all we got. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. That's it. Did I just get all the ones that had a good write up to them? Apparently so. Okay. Because my last pick of the week is Totally Awesome Hulk number one dot MU. Okay. It is a Monsters <laughs> Unleashed tie-in titled Fantastic Beasts and Where to Punch Them. <laughs> Amadeus Cho is summoned to South Korea to assist White Fox's investigation into the mysterious disturbances across Seoul. Their first clue? The giant footprints all over the country. Plus, Maddie Cho doesn't trust her brother to get anything 
done right these days, so she's turning into an unlikely ally, the intergalactic monster hunter they call Lady Hellbender. Wow. The comicsology preview is, uh, of this is pretty good, too, because it looks like an armored Godzilla that he's fighting. <laughs> and, and he's treating it almost like it's a video game. And he's just thinking, this is really cool. You know, a super-powered... You know, he said, you know, all kids dream of this. You know, a super-powered guy, you know, fighting a giant monster with a super cool babe looking on. Well, you know what? If you if you can't enjoy that, what is wrong with you? Well, it, it, he's just going like, uh, okay, up on the joystick, uh, punch. Yes, connect the punch. Go for the uppercut and hyper thing, and boom, he's down. <laughs> I mean, it, that's that's pretty much how his inner monologue is going. It's kind of like, yeah. okay, X, triangle, square, circle, circle, square, triangle, X. Okay, that's a super combo. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Vlogs victory. I'm, li- I'm liking this Hulk. I-, I really am. The totally awesome Hulk. I'm liking him. So I guess that comes down mm. to me. Yep. Yes. My final pick of the week is mm-hmm. also written by Jason Aaron. Artist is Salvador LaRocca. It's Star Wars number 29. Booyah! A problem Yoda has. A big problem. Strong with stone power this problem is. But judge it not by its size, will he... So, uh, okay. Kylan, why don't you hit us up with the Marvel Unlimited pick for this week? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm jumping into the Wayback Machine. Uh, we're going to go back to 1971. Ooh. Yeah. That was a very uh, good year for me. It, it, it was a decent year for me. I, uh, I, 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 I was turning one. <laughs> You you weren't sober much of that year? Is that what it was? Oh, like you. I was turning one as well. Yeah, so... (laughs) So, yeah, um... This is the origin of the Defenders. Oh, nice. Yeah, so this is a Marvel feature, number one. Uh, and, uh, and so this is uh, the original group of Defenders, uh, which is Doctor Strange, Namor, Got it. and uh, the Incredible Hulk. Got it. Okay. Um, and so, and actually, as I'm as I'm reading this, I'm looking through this. It doesn't really give me much in the way of story. Um, but it's um, it was written. I know. Actually, I'm gonna go ahead and pull this up. Um, Stan Lee was the editor, of course. Roy Thomas was the writer. Ross Andrew was the artist. Bill Everett was the inker, and Sam Rosen was the letterer. Okay, so you know, um, the thing the thing is. <sighs> In light of the upcoming new Defenders series, uh, both on Netflix and the comic that's coming out, and I was, I have to admit, I always enjoyed uh, the series, even though it. They weren't as organized as the X. I mean, as uh, the Avengers, you know, no. because it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, hey, can uh, we gotta go somewhere and kick some butt? Can you come along? Okay, cool. Uh, can yeah, you? it's kind of like a pickup yeah. game of basketball, you know. That, that and that was it, and it was kind of, and it really, when you think about it, there were some heavy hitters on that group. Uh, Luke Cage yeah. was on there for a time. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the thing is, any any team that you can have the Hulk and Doctor Strange, you know. I'm not, I'm not dissing Namor. You know, I'm not dissing Namor. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. But I'm just yeah. saying, you know, you got the you got the master of the mystic arts and you got, you know, one of the most powerful forces on the, the mystic, planet. The master of the smashing arts. Exactly. So, you know, you, you, you got all your bases covered at that point. You know, so, yeah, so that that's my uh, that's my book of the week. So. All righty. 
Enjoy. Well, any final thoughts? I know it's been a long adventure show this week, but well, no, it's yeah. still the same time, right? Yeah. It, it just it just seems like there there was there, there were so many. It felt like there were some unplanned things in there, but it still worked out. Yeah, you know. Are we talking unplanned, like um, the planning of action figure variant covers in the stores? <laughs> no, we're talking we actually did planning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we, we actually did planning, and you know, uh, I, you, you know what? I have to laugh because I got I did get a Marvel um, variant cover this week. I I, I got the uh, Kingpin number one variant cover, and I had to laugh. Cause, you know. Was it an action figure? It, it, yeah, it was an action figure variant cover. Uh, <laughs> lucky you got to see one. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. You don't really see Marvel action figure variant covers often. You really don't. At least not in my store. You, you did a while ago, but your store's probably not meeting the demands to, to get them in. I mean, that's, that's the whole true. thing. There you go. And yet, John Tyler Christopher is, that's what's keeping him busy, and that's what's paying his bills through through Marvel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to diss the guy for doing them. It's no. Just, it, I'm dissing the company for not making them available. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So... That's about enough said. <laughs> so if there's no more final thoughts. Nope. Going once. Going twice. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Well, I was going to say going three times, but it's time to go dark. <laughs> Okay, so let's say that they did do an action figure variant of your choosing. Yeah. Who would you get? I would want armored uh, Daredevil. The one when he was wearing an armored uh, suit back in the uh, 90s. That. Dupe. Oh my god. I wish I could say I did not see that coming. <laughs> Dupe. And yourself? Dupe. Me? Dreamfinder. I'm going Disney Kings. They did Dreamfinder. They, they did do one with Dreamfinder. But they didn't too. do one specifically for me, did they? Ah. Oh, okay. Ah. There you go. Me as Dreamfinder. Uh, <laughs> all right. 